to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. Today is August 19th, 2022, and for this week's episode, I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles related to the week's new releases. So hello! It is time to talk about books! Always exciting. I love books. You know that. I mean, water is wet. Liberty loves books. But sometimes... I go through phases where I love books even more, I feel like, and I'm in one of those phases right now. Fall is really starting to kick into high gear. Publishers are releasing a lot of the stuff coming out in advance for next year, and the sheer amount of amazing books that I've received in the last seven days is mind-blowing, and I want to read them all right now at the same time. I wish I could do that. I wish I had some kind of time-stopping device so I could sit down and just check them all out. But there are so many good books. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple of them uh, coming up. Uh, But before I do that, we are going to hear from today's sponsor. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so first for the backlist, I chose Friday Black by Nenekwame Ajebrenya. He has a new novel coming in April, on April 4th, called Chain Gang All-Stars. It's a debut novel about two women gladiators fighting for freedom in prison for, now this is from the publisher's description, Cape or Criminal Action Penal Entertainment, a highly popular, highly controversial profit-raising program in America's increasingly dominant private prison industry. So this is a dystopia. It is amazing. I've read the first 30 pages. I'm loving it. I've been so excited for this novel because his debut story collection, Friday Black, which came out a few years ago, is remarkable. I saw him read from it at NEBA, the New England Independent Booksellers Association, uh, several years ago, and I got a galley. And the first thing I did when I got home from Providence, which is like a three-hour ride, was just throw all my stuff on the bed, and I sat down and I read this book because it was incredible. I would have read it in the car on the way home, but I get motion sickness when I read. I know a lot of you understand what I'm talking about. I wish I didn't. I would get so much more reading done on trips, but I just sat down and read it. These stories are incredible. They are about instances of racism, both big and small, that black people experience in America. Uh, There's a story about a man who works in a clothing store in the mall, which is not just about the racism that he experiences, but also the absurdities of consumerism. There's a story about an amusement park for racists. There's a very intense story about a school shooting. These stories are just tremendous. They will leave their mark on your brain. I know they left one on mine. In the words of Almost Famous's William Miller, they are incendiary. 
And I'm just so excited about this novel, which I'm going to get back to as soon as I finish recording this. So that is Friday Black, stories by Nana Kwame Ajebrenya. And my other pick for today is The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher. I can't help but talk about T. Kingfisher all the time because her books are amazing and also she writes like two or three a year, so there's always something going on. Uh, I did just receive A House with Good Bones, which is coming out March 28th. And first of all, this is like the third book of hers I've read this year or the third book that's coming. I can't remember. But earlier this year, Nettle and Bone came out, which is a dark fairy tale, which I will never stop talking about because I feel like it's not getting enough attention. And it's one of the funniest, most fabulous fairy tales I've read. And also just recently she released What Moves the Dead, which is a novella based on Fall of the House of Usher. Now, A House with Good Bones gets back to everyday horror, like the Twisted Ones, and The Hollow Places, which are stories about people just living their ordinary lives who encounter something unusual, and it turns out to be quite scary. And A House with Good Bones gets back to that. These are always stories, you could almost call them like a a trilogy or or maybe like a, a series, because they're about women going back to their their family homes or relatives home and you know, scary stuff happens. So in The Hollow Places, which came out after The Twisted Ones, uh, it's about a woman named Kara who has gone through a rough breakup and decides to go visit her uncle who owns a cryptozoology museum down in the south. Cryptozoology being like when you find a snake with two heads or stuff about Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster. I think like Gravity Falls, the Mystery Shack, he has a place like that. It's just chock full of weird things, most of which are like, you know, like the the mermaid monkey, which was just like a, a monkey sewn to a fish, you know, like stuff like that. But as soon as she gets there, not immediately, but like shortly within her arrival, her uncle has a bad fall and he lands in the hospital. So she's left alone uh, at home with his, his mystery museum and she finds a hole in the wall. And not only a hole in the wall, but like a TARDIS hole in the wall because it goes way, way, way back into the building in places where it should not because the building is not that large. Uh, and she decides to investigate it. And with the help of the guy next door who uh, owns or runs, I can't remember at this point, the coffee shop, they go into this hole and find some weird stuff. And the further she goes in, the more she finds and she might just bring something back with her when she goes back to the house. It's really scary. I love these books because they're so funny. T.K. Commissioner is so funny. And you're just reading along and you're like, ha 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 ha, oh my goodness, I have to sleep with the lights on now. Like it just hits you just like that. She just turns it around and I love it. So like I said, House with Good Bones that's coming out next year is another story like this about a woman who goes to stay with her mom. They're living in her dead grandmother's house. Scary stuff happens. Um, And this one is The Hollow Places by T. Kingfisher. And now for today's dealer's choice, I wanted to tell you about three books that I'm excited about. I just got them all last week, and they all have something in common. They are all over 600 pages, and that makes me so excited. I love a chunky book. I really, really do. I know some people are like, no, but I mean, I love all books, but it started when I was like very little. Like, for some reason, I equated the size of the book with how good it was going to be you know, from what, like a young age. And I would carry around these huge books and people would be like, oh, look at you, a little kid reading this big book. And I was like, yes, look at me. It must mean I am smart because I can barely drag this book behind me. Uh, and I just always loved big books. So I picked up three of them. 
The first being The Adventures of Miss Barbara Pym by Paula Byrne, which is out now. Barbara Pym was an English novelist who was popular in the 20th century. She was known for her social comedies. Philip Larkin, the poet, calls her her era's own Jane Austen. But according to the blurb, but who was Barbara Pym and why was the life of this English writer, one of the greatest chroniclers of the human heart, so defined by rejection both in her writing and love? Well, I'm going to read this book and find out because I'm excited. I also picked up Solenoid by Mircha Cartarescu, translated by Sean Cotter. This book comes out October 25th and clocks in at 672 pages. Cartarescu is a Romanian novelist who has a highly esteemed body of work, and this one is finally being translated into English. I saw when I was Googling about the book, several people being like, oh, I hope this is translated someday because it's so amazing. This novel is set in the 1970s and 80s and is loosely based on Carterescu's own time as a high school English teacher. According to the blurb, it begins with the mundane details of a diarist's life and quickly spirals into a philosophical account of life, history, philosophy, and mathematics. Which sounds like a lot of work, actually, but it's supposed to be incredible, and it's being published by Deep Vellum, who are just this amazing indie publisher who publish these incredible works of translation. I trust them implicitly, so I'm very excited about this one. And I also got my hands on possibly my most anticipated book of next year, Our Share of Night by Mariana Enriquez, which is illustrated by Pablo Gerardo Camacho and translated by Megan McDowell. It's coming out on February 7th and clocks in just over 600 pages. Uh, Mariana Enriquez is an Argentine writer. No, we know her best for her short story collections, Things We Lost in the Fire and The Dangers of Smoking in Bed. They're calling this her debut novel, but when I looked at her Wikipedia page, it looks like it's her fourth novel, according to the dates. Um, But maybe this is her first translated into English. And the publisher blurb says it's about a woman's mysterious death that puts her husband and son on a collision course with her demonic family. Uh, I could not be more excited for this book. I mean, I was already excited, and then I found out that it was enormous, and I was even more excited because I just think she's so great. If you want to read some horror that's, like, strange and speculative and just you will think about forever, kind of like Friday Black, um, you want to pick up her short story collections and also keep your eyes open for this book because it looks amazing. So, books, 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 books. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you to our sponsor. Thank you to our awesome audio editor, Jen Zink. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. If you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday to tell you about the week's great new releases. And for more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. Have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. Happy reading.